Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Lenny, where we'll listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is... Led Zeppelin 1, or the self-titled track by Led Zeppelin. But before we get into anything, here's our music news. And welcome back to your music news. First off, Michael Naismith, the monkey singer, guitarist, and pop visionary who penned many of the group's most enduring songs before laying the groundwork for country rock, died at the age of 78. Dark day for rock and roll. Uh, Les Emerson, frontman for Five Man Electrical Band and songwriter of the hippie-era classic Signs, died at the age of 77. Another tragedy. Oh, the day after her commencement ceremony, uh, Rolling Stone talked to Megan Thee Stallion about making good on her promise to graduate college. If you want to see that uh, article, just go to rollingstone.com. But make sure you have a subscription because they really like to just tease you with those articles. Mm -hmm. But she graduated from college. So that's cool. Congratulations. Hot girl Meg. (laughs) Uh, Tool drummer Danny Carey was arrested after police received a report of disturbance between two males in an airport terminal. No charges have been filed yet and Carey is no longer in police custody. Love that. Moving on. Uh, Vincent Fernandez, the famed Mexican singer and actor known as the King of Rancheras has died at the age of 81. And that actually really was a tragedy because the community was just devastated Mm -hmm. by that because of his influence. So another loss. Um, Wow, this one's kind of sad. I didn't realize how sad this music news is going to be. Gene Simmons is planning a breathtaking KISS museum following the cancellation of the residency, which I've mentioned, I don't know how many episodes ago, but it was in the other music news. On a positive note, Green Day's Kerplunk celebrated their 30th birthday, which they posted on the 15th, and I thought it was technically released on the 17th. Today's the 16th, by the way. So, confused on that. Regardless, by the time it comes out, it turned 30. Go listen to it. Kerplunk is the noise poop makes in the toilet. That's why they called it that. And also, it's technically like the album that started pushing them up yeah. to stardom, so that's actually kind of cool to go so that's when to. Trey Cool got in the band. Mm-hmm. That is true. Uh, Van Morrison is nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Haven't heard much from him. Uh, Lady Gaga also nabs a Golden Globe nomination for House of Gucci, which I've heard she's phenomenal in. And last, but certainly not least, Mr. Paul McCartney's Yamaha BB-1200 electric bass guitar was played on tour and in the studio with Wings, and it recently sold for $496,100, overtaking Bill Wyman's 1969 Fender Mustang bass that sold for $384,000 last year. So it is now uh, the highest-selling guitar (coughs) of all time. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, no problem. And um, Eddie Vedder's placid blue Fender Telecaster was smashed during a Pearl Jam show at Wrigley Field on August 20th, 2018, during a cover of The Who's Baba O'Reilly, and it was signed by the frontman. It went for $266,200, which broke the record for the highest-selling smashed guitar at auction, and all proceeds went to Music Rising, a nonprofit founded by U2's The Edge, and producer Bob Ezrin. And that is it for your music news. And we're back. Now, before we get into the specs of the album or anything, here's our social medias, our Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM P-O-D. 
the Instagram, the Diamond Mind Podcast, the YouTube for if you want to see our face and face cam and vlogs and all the sorts. Uh, the Diamond Mind. If you look up the Diamond Mind Podcast on YouTube, it's the first thing that should pop up. Follow us on TikTok, Diamond Mind Podcast. Um, rate us five stars. Subscribe. Follow. Comment. Like. Do all the things. Um, we are now on Amazon Music. That's facts. So we were lying before when we said we were on everything. We were not. And I don't think we still are, but we're on most places. But now we're on Amazon Music. And apparently now you can rate podcasts on Spotify. I don't know if that's official for everybody, but it was rumored. Uh, so if that's the case, then go rate us five stars on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yes, ma'am. I saw that Anchor posted it, so I don't know if it's like official on everybody's page or not. Let me see. I wouldn't. I don't know how I would do it if I, I did. Settings, man. No. Uh, Marcus. Uh, I'll figure it out later. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Uh, that's all I have for you. Now, uh, tell us the details about Led Zeppelin One Lady. All right. This album went ten times platinum. It was released on January twelfth, nineteen sixty-nine. It is a short nine songs, but a long forty-five minutes. Oh, and before we like really get into it, I would like to address what a lot of people are thinking now. The whole Greta Van Fleet, Robert Plant, Josh Kiska thing. Okay. I can hear similarities between their voices. This album, no. There's no similarities between their voices. Robert Plant doesn't go that high, typically. It's just not like that. Uh, Instrumental-wise, and I'll touch on this kind of later, with the whole, like, kind of psychedelic rock folky storytelling that they have going on Greta Van Fleet does have that similar sound and like lyrical concepts um but both bands are great now let's get into it okay so this first song is called Good Times Bad Times uh their harmonies very Beatles-esque in my opinion um, which makes sense. This comes out in 1969. The Beatles end around this time. Um, a lot of rock and roll, especially at that time, I mean in general, but especially at that time, is, was very influenced by them. Um, they're just obviously a good bit harder than the Beatles. Um, only a minute into the song, you can already tell how good of a drummer John Bonham is. It's such a tragedy how, how young he died, because I can only... I can only imagine the the music that was to come. Um, in this song, there's like a little break of silence before the guitar solo, and man, it just it really hit hard. It really made that stick. Um, Robert Plant's voice, awesome. Um, also, weird thing, all of the band members are credited with writing the song, but not Robert Plant. And Robert Plant sings it, and it's just weird to me. Especially for a band at that time. Yeah. I get that. Um, all right, so, of course, I get my information from Genius Lyrics. If you don't know about that, uh, that by now, now you do know. So, this song explores themes of love and loss. Rolling Stones, Andy Green wrote, Jimmy Page's guitar pounces from the speakers, fat with menace. John Bonham's kick drum swings with anvil force. Robert Plant rambles on <laughs> about the perils of manhood. Hard rock would never be the same. The song, okay, this is me now. The song was so, it was just a very full-sounding song. Like, I felt like there were no gaps. It wasn't missing anything. It was just 
purely enriching all the way from the bass line to the guitar solo and man just what a start the next song is called Babe I'm Gonna Leave You um, this is the first Led Zeppelin ballad on this album that they are so famous for um, this song starts off with some nice acoustic guitar and soft vocals from Robert um, and it gives a mysterious kind of vibe to it uh this song is a really good showcase, and, and this happens throughout the album, um, but this is just the first one I noticed it. It's a really good showcase of just how good all of the members are at their respective instruments. Like, they really just threw, like, some of the greatest of all time at all of the instruments just in the same band and were like, go for it. Um, and beauty is made out of it. Um... The song cycles through these soft guitar bits and then slams into these big drum and electric, electric guitar bits, and it really takes you on a ride throughout the whole entire song, and I, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. Going back to what you said about um, they're all like masters of their instruments thrown together, I, I've never really gotten into Led Zeppelin. Not like, I mean, obviously, I, I like their stuff, but I've never been like a me- mega fan, whatever. But I knew every single one of their names uh-huh. coming into this. So, like, there's some respect there, of course. Yeah. Um, getting into notes. This song illustrates the breakdown of a relationship over a mellow backing track. Now, that's from Genius. Mellow, that's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally written by folk singer Ann Breeden, Breden, which is who was credited in the writing for the yeah. song. And it was recorded by... Oh, no, I meant to look up how to pronounce her last name because I know I'm just going to butcher it, and I hate that. Just say it how you think it's said. Oh, no, I... Oh, no, oh, no, I don't want to do it because she's such a, like, institution. Uh, Joan... (laughs) Baez? 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 I've heard it... Baez. (laughs) Baez. I've heard it pronounced. I can't remember it. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, of whom both Robert and Jimmy Page were fans, the ele- okay, this is me. <laughs> hey. The elevation around the 220 mark doesn't even prepare you for the energy that follows. The song is mellow, like Genius touched on, but it's also loud, with a kicking guitar and plants powerful vocals. And we also can't forget the drums breaking through everything and just completing the song. The next song is called You Shook Me. I'm pretty sure this used to be my brother's ringtone when I was, like, really little. I'm talking, like, three or four, I feel like. So he would have been, like, 14 or 15. Um, In this song, the guitar really mimics what notes are being sung. Um, It's, it's like, perfect. Like, even the little nuances in um, his voice are mimicked on the guitar. The... For example, like the fall uh, in his voice, he slides up the neck of the guitar like mm-hmm. perfectly in time with it, and I can only imagine like how much practice that had to have taken not not only from the guitar but like to keep your vocals perfectly like spaced out with those notes. I, I don't know. That's just awesome to me. Um, there's a little organ solo. Hit me right in the soul. Caught the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I, I started praising God. Now, I, you know, um, there's a little transition after that into a harmonica solo. Uh, this band could really just 
truly do it all. Um, and that's why, in my opinion, hot take, they're the number two band of all time. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. They're behind the Beatles, but they're number two in my opinion. All right, going back to how you said uh, Jimmy Page's guitar and Robert Plant's vocals, you know, coincided. They did that a lot throughout the song, mm-hmm. or throughout the album. And there were some songs where it's like they were playing like, uh, like almost like an echo. Yeah. Kind of. So like Jimmy Page would follow his vocals or something mm-hmm. like that. That was pretty cool. Like they were playing tag or something. Anyway, uh, this was written by blues songwriter Willie Dixon, which is very apparent in the song. You know, with the drum hits and the bass line and everything, you can get the blues. Um, all I wrote was, shoo! This song has grit and dirt, and I love it. End of notes. <laughs> the next song is called Dazed and Confused. This is an iconic bass riff. Um, this song is yet another song that showcases John Bonham. Um, I know that's, that's two separate statements. I'm not saying that John Bonham plays the bass. Um, I'm not that dumb. Uh... He's literally unmatchedized. I, I think John Bonham is like the goat of drumming. Um, is he better than Ringo? <laughs> is he better? What would you do if I sang out a tune? Um, <laughs> this song just really rips. Uh, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> We're gonna have to do the song about the octopus. Uh, Led Zeppelin is a is a kind of band that just makes you feel the music that they're playing. Um, Yet again, they're going to play their instruments for a really long time in this song. That's just a thing they do. They'll just have these like three, four minute solo breaks. But I feel like this is one of the few bands that can get away with doing that just because of how good they are. I, it's nothing in your yeah. notes. I'm like, okay. I have to agree with that because a lot of songs, it the instrumental just feels like filler. Uh-huh. It just feels like they're trying to make up more time. But with Led Zeppelin, it feels like they actually have a purpose with every note that is played or sang. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, it's it's almost like <laughs> with their instruments, they're they're singing in their own respect. It's a part of them. Like like, with a lot of bands, when they play their instruments, it's like their instruments are backing the vocals, which is normal. Like, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's like every single instrument... Has its own identity in the song. Yes, yes, exactly. I feel like that's kind of a rare thing Mm -hmm. to where it's just like a part of them. It's them. It's like, yeah. And like, that's just because I... I think Led Zeppelin is... Okay, if you can't already tell, I, like, love Led Zeppelin. Like, Led Zeppelin is so good. But I think Led Zeppelin is, like, a once in a in an eternity kind of thing. Like, that just, like, perfectly happened. Like, them and the Beatles are, like, the two bands that I think are, like, that was just, like, a perfect serendipitous type of thing. And so, what I was talking at the, like, about at the beginning, I'll get into my notes in a second. But what I was talking about in the beginning about how people compare Greta Van Fleet, which is like a new mm-hmm. rock band, because I feel like rock is a very, it's a dying genre. Yeah. It's pure rock. Um, and so, like, they're one of the few bands right now that actually kind of has that. And they have the same sound. And a lot of people, like, not every Robert Plant song, but there are some where him and the lead singer of Greta Van Fleet sound almost identical mm-hmm. and so people think that they're unoriginal they can't you know find their own sound yeah but I, you I, you just have to like listen to them 
and know what, like, kind of watch interviews and stuff with them to actually understand that they're not copying because they're actually, like, they're weird like that. They just mm-hmm. have that, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's not as kind of what we were saying, just how it all mixes with Led Zeppelin. It's not at that level, but they still have their own, like, that's how they communicate kind yeah. of thing. And it does sound similar, but again, it's like they're not trying to be copycats. Mm-hmm. I don't, just listen to them, compare the two. I don't know what to tell you. It, yeah, I don't know. Days and Confused. The movie's based off of this song title. Love that movie. Anyway, uh, Genius Lyrics. So, this is a rework of a song from Paige's earlier band called Yardbirds. And that song is a rework of a track by Jake Holmes, who eventually sued Led Zeppelin for ownership, but it was dismissed. And then they went back and credited him as a writer on mm-hmm. the album. Which, I'm going to take another time out. Led Zeppelin gets into a lot of issues about stealing people's songs. Yeah. Like. That is true. Multiple were stated just in the, like, just for this album. And then, like, Whole Lot of Love uh, was another one that they got in some trouble with. Like. I knew I'd heard of the Yardbirds. Eric Clapton was in that band. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew I'd heard their name before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so they Led get, Zeppelin does get in a lot of trouble. They get into a lot of trouble, which is kind of concerning. I'm not like, gonna lie. Like once or twice, okay, but there's a certain it's a point. Lot. No, yeah, it's, it's a there's lot. a certain point where it's not a coincidence. I bring I mean, up a, I bring up another one in here. I swear there too. Not not fully, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like okay, okay. From that comment, going back to the Beatles, you can tell where their influences came from, but like, they don't copy Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin basically copies. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me finish my notes real quick. Um, okay, so the song sees a narrator pondering whether or not to leave a toxic relationship. Performances of the song would last longer than twenty minutes. Dang. And the song's only what, like six minutes? Yeah. Six and a half. Only six minutes. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. For them, I mean. Yeah, and songs nowadays are like two minutes, but whatever. Uh, and this is one of the few songs that Paige plays his guitar with a violin bow. It's actually one of the three. That's cool. And that makes sense because it does have a very eerie feeling. Um, to end it, the song is a classic. Absolutely worth the listen if you know, you're watching or listening to this. So far, it's the best one on the album. Here's a hot dog. Hashtag wiener. <laughs> and we're back. So this next song is called uh, Your Time Is Gonna Come. When you walk in to this song, it's like you just walked into Dracula's castle. Got that organ going again. Um, whoever the woman he's been singing about through these songs is a trollop. Baby, she's a tramp. Oh, God. She's like, a Jezebel. I'm, she's a floozy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this song is definitely a good bit more sing-songy, if you will, than their others. It uh, feels a good bit more radio-friendly. Not in a bad way, just in general. Um, because their other songs are very long and experimental and uh, to to an extent yeah. abstract almost. Yeah. Um, also, the chorus on the song really reminds me of Yellow Submarine. I feel like I've talked about the Beatles too much. Really reminds me of Yellow Submarine because like everyone's singing it and it's really simple and they're just like, "No time's gonna come." Blah blah blah. Everybody's oh, singing yeah, it. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about the song. Okay, I matched my shirt to the artist, by the way. Anyway. I didn't. I only have a few shirts that I can do that with, so I've been saving them. Uh-huh. But anyway, 
Your time is going to come. Okay, so the band only performed this once in 1968. That's the only time they ever performed it. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's about an unfaithful woman who cheated on the narrator. Uh, Plant sings about how her actions will come back to bite her. All right, the intro, okay, is a, a minute and five seconds of just straight-up organ. And it's Dra- wonderful. Dracula's Castle, Castlevania, that video game. Nate loved it. He really felt that. And then the drums come in for another 12 seconds, and that's when the vocals pick up at about a minute 17. Um, this guitar sounds very similar to the guitar on Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi, but only in certain sections of the song. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how I picked that up, but I did. So, <laughs> listen and let us know if you hear it too. Yeah. <laughs> please tell us why we think that way. <laughs> Honestly, please. Uh, other than that, they just use the slide and they just kill it. I mean, the mixing of the voices, phenomenal. It's just... I give it a 9 out of 10. Lovely. <laughs> the next song is called uh, Black Mountainside. Yay! Uh, Holy Mother of Transitions. Uh, Honestly. Literally, like, Holy. seamless. The only reason there was any seam was because Apple Music had to load the next song. But yeah. if, if it was on, like, a vinyl or something, there would be no... Because it did start playing through, and I didn't realize it was the next song until six seconds in. Yeah. Um, so so if, it, if you were listening to it on a vinyl, as they intended... Um, there would be no scene there. Got some nice bongo action in this song. Um, reminds me of the Beatles song. I know I keep talking about the Beatles. I'm sorry. I just can't unlink them in my brain for some reason. Uh, Within You, Without You. Literally those exact bongos. Um, I've made too many Beatles comparisons I mean, of this one but I, shoot if they come it's, to my brain they come to my it's brain it's what the people know I didn't even write that one down um it's a nice little instrumental uh just a good feeling tune and the guitar later on in the song goes absolutely bonkers and I loved it right on uh I just said you know your time is gonna come bleeds into this one for a beautiful transition uh this oh the song is instrumental Did we, did you say that yeah. Oh, okay. I said it was a nice little instrumental. Oh, okay. Uh, but Paige claims credits for this song, but it's actually a traditional folk song. So, whatever, whatever, dude. Just do what you want at this point. Uh, the finger-picking style is almost identical to the... I'm really bad with names. Bert Janch? Sure. Sure. J-A-N-S-C-H. Version recorded three years earlier. Now, I will say, I kind of touched on this at the beginning with the sound and how Greta Van Fleet is similar, whatever. Um, They do a very nice job of combining folk with that kind of psychedelic era of rock. And I think it's a great sound. Yeah. Moving on. The next song is called Communication Breakdown. Favorite song on the album. Honestly... Might even be my favorite Led Zeppelin song, period. Like, I really... This competes with, like, Over the Hills and Far Away for my favorite Led Zeppelin song. Um, This song is just infectious. That's the best way I can describe it. There's a repeating riff, hard-hitting chorus, absolutely crazy guitar solo. Just all in all magnificent, and I can't describe it in any other way. Like, you literally just have to go listen to this and be like, oh, yeah, that is facts. I mean, yeah. 
like, if you don't, I said Dazed and Confused earlier, like, listen to that one, whatever. If you listen to any song on this album, please listen to this one. It is just... Also, it's definitely, uh, I guess, like, I don't want to call it, call people that don't, like, listen to albums casuals, but, like, it's definitely more suiting for the casual listener because it's not six minutes long. It's, like, two and a half at and the most, And it's, like, it's hard-hitting. It keeps you Yes, it keeps you... Like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. no, it's a good song. Um... But this is the lead single from their debut album. It has been recognized by acts such as Iron Maiden, Soundgarden, and Dread Zeppelin. Love that. Uh, but Robert tells the tale of a girl who makes him weak in the knees. He wants, you know, what the girl has is what Junius Lyric says, but that doesn't make sense to me in my head. Uh, but he's struggling to find the words to tell her, hence communication breakdown. Okay, this song, Wickedly Beautiful. And it places Dazed and Confused as my favorite on this album. Also, going back to, like, the whole I don't listen to Led Zeppelin, despite the fact that, like, mm. my dad owns two of the physical graffiti vinyls. And one of, That's cool. And one of the Zeppelin three vinyls. That's cool. Still never listened. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the next song is called I Can't Quit You, Baby. Um, take a little step back. There are many blues influences in early Led Zeppelin work, and this is a good prime example um just a nice bluesy bass riff and it kind of makes sense because it matches the heartbroken kind of feel that they go for with the lyrics on like majority of the songs on this album um it's almost like on and stepping back into the song itself uh, it's almost like jimmy page is just having fun with the guitar this whole song it's like everybody else is playing something and then he'll just like do a little lick and then stop playing. And then like he'll do another little lick it's and like then stop ad-libbing playing. Yes, in the song. essentially. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's awesome. I think it's really cool that like Jimmy Page is talented enough that he can just like do you can that. you can feel it and hear it so well that you can just do it really quick. It's it's really it's really like pull back. I said this already, but it really is like he's just singing with it. No, like, yeah. he's just like, this is what I feel like playing, and he expresses the feeling through it. Not just the notes, but the little nuances in his playing. Um, I think I've said nuances already today. Oh, well. Uh, this song kicked ass. Vocab. <laughs> is that? Okay, yeah, that's okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I also added that it was very blues-esque because, oh, this one was also written by Willie Dixon, who is the blues writer. Um it was originally recorded in 1956 by Otis Rush, and Dixon actually wrote it about an engrossing relationship Rush was in at the time. A little fun fact for you. Uh, still in Genius Lyrics, the slow 12-bar blues song was later re-recorded for this album, and Led Zeppelin's rendition differs from the original through its instrumentation, dynamics, and the additional break before Jimmy Page's solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the biography, Led Zeppelin, the story of the band and their music, 1968 to 1980, author Keith, oh my gosh, what? Author Keith Shadwick praised the song as one of the most successful pieces on the first album with no flat spots and a perfectly symmetrical form, all written with the classic blues tradition. Uh, at this point, I didn't add anything else because my hand was hurting. Valid. So, moving on. <laughs> The next song, which is the last song on the album, Sheesh. is called How Many How I'll Many More it. Times. Um, this song is 
wicked long. Like, it doesn't feel like eight and a half minutes to me, but I think eight and a half minutes is even excessive for them. Like, I don't think any song should be over, like... There's a, there's a certain point. That's funny I'm not that gonna you say it, that, because I mentioned other songs that are, like, long... Okay, yeah. I'm not going to give it a finite number, but there's a certain point where it's like, all right, bro. Um... Little wah wah in the guitar in the beginning, love that. Uh, the opening lyric, no grammar sense there. I didn't even write it down, but I just remember it didn't make any sense. Um, love John Bonham's work on the toms. He can he's he's one of those drummers that can just really drive the boat with the toms. Let me drive the boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me drive the boat. A lot of their long ballads feel very abstract, and I feel like this is one of them. Um, it's just a culmination of like different emotions and there's no concrete time signature it just goes through these different grooves and definitely it's definitely not something I would just like pop on and just listen to casually but it's enjoyable in its own respect I feel you alright immediately the intro pulled me in with the bass line and the obscure guitar sounds now going into genius for a second this is the longest running song on the album. Like Nate said, it's about eight and a half minutes. I want to say 827, but that could be wrong. Um, it was written by all members except Robert wasn't credited on the first issues of the album due to contractual obligations. But then they did end up going back and listing him as a writer. Now, I thought, I thought this was actually really funny. Uh, the album listed the song at three minutes and 30 seconds. And Jimmy Page did this to trick the radio stations into playing the song because he knew that they wouldn't play a song over, like, eight minutes. That's funny. So he listed it as that, so they would play it. That's crazy. And, like, you can't stop it halfway through because, like, uh-huh. I, that's, like, genius. Um, but this is the second out of the three songs where Jimmy uses a violin bow to play his guitar. And I'll go ahead and just tell you that the third is um, In the Light from Physical Graffiti, which... That's on here, right? Mm, th- sure. Aren't most of them on here? Yeah, physical graffiti is on yeah. here. All right. Anyways, one through ninety-two. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, you're not done. <laughs> no. Uh, some features. You said are... all right, and it like oh, made no. me feel like that was a closing statement. Oh, that typically it is. Um, but some features of the song are reminiscent of Beck's Bolero. I don't know if that I said that word right either. I don't really care at this point. By Jeff Beck, which JPJ. And Jimmy Page appeared playing bass and guitar. Uh, I said that this didn't really feel like an eight-minute song because you just kind of get into it and it really changes up a whole lot. And I yes. compared it to Bohemian Rhapsody and Jesus of Suburbia, mm-hmm. which are long songs as well. So, yeah. Um, oh, but I thought that the main guitar sounded like Pink Floyd's bass line in Money. <laughs> Listen and let me know if you hear the comparisons. Comment down below, okay? Um, now, okay, where would you rank it? I want you to start off, because I had trouble thinking of this. It's at well, 52 right now. I just really like Led Zeppelin, so automatically that kind of, like, bumps it up. Cause I this think is it a, should be higher than where it is. This is a personal list. I put it in, like, 20s. 20s? Um, 20s, maybe, maybe 30s. Um, if okay. if it's 30s, it's like 30, 31. If so it's 20s, it up, it's like 27, 28, 29. High. Okay. I was thinking somewhere between like... Wait, hold on. The list is backwards. So I guess like low 40s to low 30s. No. High. You know what I mean? 
You mean like 41, 42, 43? Yeah. Or like 30, 30, 38, like 30. 39. Yeah. I mean like, let's just say 43 to 30. <laughs> that was my range. Um, because I feel like, yes, this was an incredible album. Probably, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the best ones that we've heard so far. Uh, but you also have to think that we're only at 52. Yeah. And they have multiple other records on oh, here yeah. that I want to make room for. And we've already moved some albums up and then some albums down, so, like... Also, just really specifically, like... And, I mean, you'll see this as we listen to more Led Zeppelin albums. I really just like Led Zeppelin 1. Like, I'm not not that I only like Led Zeppelin 1. I just really Which enjoy Led Zeppelin Which one's, like, their, like, big one? Is it 4? Uh, oh, yeah, it's 4. We have that one. I own that one, too. Yeah. Again, never listen. I, I think Led Zeppelin 4 is the one with... Stairway to Heaven on it. Is I'm that, not which one has Black Dog? That might be four as well. I think it is. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look at them because I mean it gets confusing when all of your albums are named like or not all of them, but a lot of them are like Led Zeppelin two, one, Led Zeppelin three, two, four. Led Zeppelin three. And then there's Physical Graffiti. Ah, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. there's like one other one that's like named weird that's on here. Oh, House of the Holy. Um. Anyways. Social medias. The Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM POD. The Instagram, The Diamond Mind Podcast. The YouTube, The Diamond Mind. TikTok, Diamond Mind Podcast. Uh, we're on all the platforms, or close close to all of them now, because sure. we're on Amazon <laughs> Music now. Um, rate us five stars. Do things. Follow, subscribe, comment, like. Call us. Show your, email Nate. Show your mom. Email Nate. Yeah, if email can, me. If, if you, you can, can find my email in the past, like, 41 episodes, I applaud you. Because there's one. It's only said once. It is said one singular time. And if you can find my email, I applaud you. It was within, like, um, the first 10 episodes, I think. Was and it? if you if you find the email, make sure to title the email that you're sending to me something about the Diamond Podcast so I actually read it. Because if I just get random emails i'm not gonna read them so um but if they say that i'm on podcast i will definitely read it um i think that's it i was in the middle of like trying to say something right before you were like email and i was like oh yeah my email um (laughs) dm us on things comment on things show your mom show your friends show your dog Show everybody the Diamond to, Mind podcast. It would help us out tremendously. If you want to donate money, you have the ability to do that. You don't gotta, though. Trust. You don't gotta. Um, that's it. Th- yeah, I guess that's it. That's it. Uh, so this has been the Diamond Mind podcast. We'll be back at you next week with Nelly's Country Grammar. <laughs>